Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. How the hell does a black man fall in love with NASCAR? <laughs> you know, you should have started out, where are you from? And that might tell the story on how. Ooh. So where are you from? And how the hell does a black man <laughs> fall in love with NASCAR? Oh, man. So I'm from L.A. What? Yeah, lower Alabama. That's a good one. That's a good one. I got you. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know. Spike, spike your skills. Fat. Keep it riding for the fam. You gotta light the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past bad, work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah, and my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. Um, born in Mobile, but moved to uh Moved to Concord, North Carolina when I was two. So Concord's really home for me. And um, I grew up 10 minutes away from the Speedway and would be outside playing tag, football, basketball, whatever it was, with friends in the neighborhood and would hear races going on. All day. Didn't, didn't give a damn, you know? Didn't really care. Didn't know what it was. Uh, went to a dinner with my parents at the Speedway there and was there for 10 minutes. And I was like, can we go home? This was when I was five or six, you know. Third grade, started third grade. We uh, moved about 15 minutes away <clears throat> and uh, started over. New school, new friends, whole new nine. Sucked, hated it. Uh, my dad bought a Harley Davidson and he wanted to get it all fixed up. 2002 Soft Tail Deuce, 10th anniversary, 100th anniversary, 10th, 10th anniversary, I believe. Maybe 100th, I don't remember. Anyways, uh, he got it all customized out. Invited us, uh, the guy who owned the bike shop invited us out to come watch one weekend. And uh, we were sitting in the stands just watching. Kids were, like I was nine at the time. There was kids smaller than me, uh, five, four or five years old, running around. And I was like, hell, if they can do it, I can do it. And my dad asked me, hey, you want to try this out? And I'm like, sure, let's do it. So I had just made my second year AAU basketball team, like the week before. And so we had to call them, hey, I ain't going to make it this year. I'm going to go racing. So we went out and bought a go-kart. <clears throat> first race, first race, national event. Packed the trailer up, went to Florida, Jasper, Florida. I don't even know where the hell that is. I'm down here in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know. And I'm from That's disrespectful, here. bro. No, you from no, 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 I'm from Florida. Oh, you're from Florida. Okay, I'm okay. from Florida. I don't know what Jasper is either. <laughs> Jasper. Jasper. Oh, Jasper. Oh, my bad. You thought he said Jacksonville? I thought he said Jasper. No, he said Jasper. I, I'm trying to. I never oh, heard of Jasper. Jasper. Never heard. You heard of it? I just seen the sign when I was coming from Orlando down he to Heavy fishing Miami. and hunting. Heavy fishing and where, hunting. Where is Jasper? It's Don't Central even. Florida. It's Central Florida? For real? Yeah. I've been I, here 40 however many years. Yeah. You never seen the signs? No. Yeah, they out there. <laughs> I ain't never been there, though. But go ahead, finish your story. That disrespect Jacksonville, though. I did. That's what I thought. I was like, because Duval will come get you, boy. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so Jasper, Florida, head down there. National event. Biggest race of the year. 
300, 400 plus carts from ages from five to 40, 50, however you want to be. And I went down there, didn't know which way it was up, down, left, or right. <clears throat> I knew to make left turns, though. And uh, we ended up getting into a wreck. My favorite story about that is we got into this wreck, and the track was kind of elevated. So if you ran off, you would kind of go down an embankment a little bit. Nothing crazy. And I went off the embankment, and I remember seeing an old Suburban sitting there, green one. And my eyes are like a deer in the headlights. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to hit this Suburban. Oh, I'm going to have to, my parents got to pay for this car. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I come to like this really soft stop. Well, it was a fence. I didn't see the fence there. It was a yeah, little yeah. gated fence there. Uh, but all beat up, banged up. And I was like, hey, man, can we fix it and get back out there? And my dad was like, damn, all right. Yeah, let's go out and do it. And then next thing you know, we were practicing testing every week, getting better, getting better. We spent about two years in every series. You lit up when you said my dad said and. Why, why was that an important moment? Because I feel like, you know, it comes a moment in, like, football where it's like, oh, you, oh, your, your pops look at you, oh, yeah, you, you, you love built this. for this. You, you love, love this. this. Yeah. So, like, you lit up when you said that. Yeah, it's like you get hit one good time, and it's like, ooh, you still like football? You know? Mm-hmm. You got into a bad wreck. You still like it? Hell, yeah, that was fun. Let's go back and do it again, you know? And that's how it was. Uh, every time I got in the car and got out of the car, did you have fun? That was the first thing he said. Win, lose, or draw. Did you have fun? Yep. So we always made sure we have fun uh, with whatever we did. And so I love that. Yeah. Like two years, every series we, we would progress. So it's, it's kind of to put it in the layman's terms, you know, where we're at now with the sport <clears throat> and how it's been for a while. The cup level is Sunday night football. You know, Xfinity is college football. Truck is high school. Um, Maybe what's the next step from high school to college? Is there is there one? I don't know. Or step below college? I don't know. Well, you got you can say you can say no JUCO JUCO. So you saying in between high school and college? Yeah. So that's that's kind of the easiest way to put it for people to understand. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Back here, that's that's pretty good. Okay, that's NASCAR back there. So. <laughs> you come with NASCAR? Yeah, I come with NASCAR. I come, <laughs> I come deep. You I come deep. deep. <laughs> so. <laughs> but there are so many other levels. There's AAU, there's rec. You know, it's, it's kind of the same, but same but different. Um, the hardest thing about racing and motorsports is where the hell do you get started? Right. Can't go to your sporting goods store and go buy a go-kart, you know? So you got to know people and know where to go get these parts and pieces, these go-karts. Some manufacturers are in a different state, you know, across the country, and you you got to get them shipped over, and, and it's it's really it takes a lot financially, uh, just mentally it takes a lot. But you know, we were we were locked in. So to answer your question, how did I fall in love with it? It took me. I'm 28. It was about seven years into it, and I'm like, not that I wanted to give up. I was I just qualified on the pole at Dover, last race of the season in the series that we were in. And I was like sitting there, man, I don't need to give up. Ain't no need to turn around and start something new. This is fun. Let's keep going. And so from that point on, it was like, okay. You know, because other than that, we were just showing up and doing it. Yeah. I got a race on Saturday. Okay, I'll be there Saturday. Yeah. You know, now it's it's scheduled out every day. Like, this is my life. You know, this is what I do each and every day. But before it was, let me know where to be and I'll be there. Like, there's Arthur Ashe in tennis. There's Jackie Robinson in baseball. 
at what point, because there was Wendell Scott, because I looked it up, the only two African-American NASCAR drivers, and Wendell Scott was the first one back in the 60s. But I don't think the world was ready for a black NASCAR driver, and Wendell Scott didn't have the effect that you had, and we're going to talk about all that you've done. Did you, when, when did it hit you that you were the black face of NASCAR? Because we were even talking before, and I watch bubble races. I don't watch NASCAR, but if you're racing, I watch bubble racing. When did it hit you that you were Martin Luther King? You were Arthur Ashe. You were that of NASCAR. When did that hit you? To be honest with you, it still ain't hit me. Because I'm just there. Mm. I just happen to be there. And that's, I mean, I, I know it because media puts it out there. Interview with Bubba Wallace. No, oh, that's not a good one. Who's, who's Bubba Wallace? Interview with black NASCAR driver. Ah, that's going to get the clickbait. Mm. And so I've accepted that. And that's what my pinned tweet says that's been up since 2017. And it's pissed a lot of people off, which I love. Um, but it's simply <laughs> saying, it's simply saying, hey, stop getting offended for me over the headlines from media outlets. Right. Black this, black that, black NASCAR driver. They got to get viewers somehow, right. you know. That's just, I've accepted it. So you accept it, embrace it, and enjoy the journey. Well, now people that are latching onto it think I'm saying, I'm black driver. Look at me. I'm black driver. It's like, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I'm going to be called that for years because there ain't nobody else but me. Do, do, you think that, do you think that label overshadows your talent? Because obviously, you know, I saw the, uh, the, the, the Strahan interview where you, Mike, and uh, Hamlin, and uh, <clears throat> Mike, boss man, said, um, we're not cutting checks for losers, losers, yeah. right? Yeah. So do you think the label overshadow your true talent or do you embrace it as, as motivation? I embrace it as motivation for sure. Um, I know I'm winless in the Cup Series. I know I'm winless in the Xfinity Series. But there are so many circumstances that it takes, and I'm not sitting here making excuses, uh, that it takes to be competitive at the top level. And when all them stars ain't aligned – you ain't going to do nothing. Right. Don't matter how good you are, you know. Um, it's just, you're the best wide receiver in the game, but you ain't got the field behind you. You ain't got the team behind you. You ain't going to win the Super Bowl. And that's, that's, that's a – you got to expound on that a little bit more. <laughs> when you speak about it, when I think about NASCAR, I think of all the drivers, especially at that level, are good to some extent. So when you say when all the stars are on the line, are you specifically speaking what you're driving – the equipment. And equipment. it takes, it, I'm assuming it takes a crazy amount of money to compete with the upper echelon of the drivers. So the money has to go into the car. Yes. So NASCAR is expensive. Right. It's the same in tennis. You want to play tennis? Tennis is an expensive sport. Volleyball is an expensive sport. Golf is an expensive sport. It's cool. I mean, you can't compare it to NASCAR, though. No, bro, those but cars, like if, those if, cars, a parent, that's, a parent, think about that. Baby Kennedy. Yeah. She say, Daddy, I want to go do uh, tennis. You better be ready to cut a check for $4,000 a month. For tennis? Tennis, bro, is expensive. Well, I, but but tennis, I, tennis is expensive, but... Not when you know certain people. No, 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 Because we play tennis. Our kids play tennis. But to Bubba's point, four grand a month is nothing. Those cars yeah. cost how much? 
How much does a just good car stock. cost? Just say stock. Stock car, what? Three hundred grand? What? what oh is yeah, that? it's paying for a race. We're going five, six hundred grand. Five, six what? So what we, what age group we talking about? Because I got. <laughs> We're talking about my cars right now at the cup level. At go kart stuff, uh, I went and bought one, five grand. Yeah, that's that's nothing. That's the real money is once you get to that 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 point yeah. though. That's why when he said the stars on the line, I'm like, okay, that sounds like an issue with the vehicle yeah. in order to compete with the. I, mean, I don't want to call any names. Kyle Busch. Is there trash talking in NASCAR? Oh, for sure. It is. Oh yeah. No, is it is it friendly? It's it's different types of trash. So it's like you're you're a friend of mine, and it's banter back and forth, or is it like um? You it's know what? it's a little bit of both. Like you you have you have your friends, you have your enemies, and so you you talk smack however you want to. Um, but you just got to be able to back it up and be able to take it. The people that say NASCAR drivers aren't athletes, what would you? Donovan McNabb said that. Because I interviewed. He said that. Oh, oh, McNabb said it. Get him. This is it, it. All of a sudden, just resurfaced. Like this is from years ago. I don't even know when it was. I gotta be honest, that, but bro, bubble, bubbles, golfers, race car drivers, like athletes. Bubba, get him, please. This is something that I can't say that you're an athlete, like an athlete. A athletes sport? can so can athletes play just about every sport? You think if you're athletic, if you're athletic, yes, you can play every sport. So you think you can drive a NASCAR? Yeah, they turn left. You think you can go 190 miles an hour with the other 42 and cars? not look like this? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I could go out on skirts no, no, and no, come no, on no, around no, and motherfucker. Can you go 190 with 43? No, just yes. you by itself. I don't want. I don't want one fifty, one sixty. Have in the you car. been in a NASCAR? Have you been in no, one? No, no, no. But I've been in a Porsche going one sixty. Is it called a NASCAR? It's called IndyCar, right? <laughs> no, no, NASCAR. IndyCar is the other so, one. The that's a different sport. No, that's a different type of. So, race. so I was gonna say like athletes. The athlete. What? 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 Fred did running back. What they did wide receiver. That's the same thing as what you do. I can in be a car? running back. I can be a wide receiver. Bubba. You're gonna doubt him right here in front of you. I gotta doubt him. I'm not saying at that level, but I can do it. You can't even do it at the beginner level. What I do? I couldn't drive a car and turn left. Up. No. Competitively? No. Really? Absolutely not. No, no, no. I would, yeah, like convince me, change my mind, Bubba. But you can't do it with words. You'd have to take him in the car. That's so yes. When I see that on ESPN, which is a sports avenue. I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's a sport. So we always throw in the heat element. You can relate on heat. Fine. You've played in hottest you've played, 90 degree weather. Uh, I played in one. I was in Miami, so 115, 115, yeah. We, yeah. we about 150. Not to, oh, not to get on top of you don't there. Hit, don't so hit me with the big one. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> Two, the mental, the, like the, the mental capability you got to have of getting beat around. But not losing your cool, getting knocked around a couple times, get back up, you know. You got to be able to do that, but over four hours. We don't get timeouts when you get tired. We don't get a little water girl come over and, you know, give you a little drink, you know. <laughs> we don't get none of that. We hit got with, a little drink. Hit but, me with the water girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but positioning your car in the most competitive way possible, whether it's a headlight out, uh, left or right, half an inch here, half an inch there. We're fighting for thousandths of an inch. Mm-hmm. We're Homestead is the best racetrack on the schedule. You're going to have guys on the very bottom. You're going to have guys in the middle. You're going to have guys in between that. And then you're going to have guys this far away from the wall. Wow. This far away at 185 mile an hour. So you go find some 
sharp turnpike here, 180 mile an hour, and run right up against it. Right up against it. And, and you're going to be sitting there one-handed. No, sir. You're going to be hanging on like, oh, sh this is about to, it's about to hit. You didn't even tell him to take an account for the other drivers. That oh, are no. I, yeah, yeah. Com that's why I said competitively. One, you get no mistakes. No mistakes. We saw that in uh, Daytona. Yeah. So what happens when you're following somebody and it's like, oh, I'm going to go here. But then he goes there. That you're just going to drive around him? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nah. going to take a right and just nah. slide in front of him. Because now you're in his wake. And now your car ain't handling like it just was a lap ago. Now you're like, oh, I don't know what this thing's going to do. It's going to take off right towards the fence. Then what? That's crazy. But I feel like a, when we think about athlete, athletics, we think physical, right? And when we think about golf, we think about, and I understand we can get into you swinging a, a club, whatever, and then even driving a car, NASCAR, it's, you know, skill, so, like, the physical, like, what are you feeling in that car going 180, going 190? You got, you got your feel up here, then you got the feel in your ass. That's when you start, oh, that the car's loose. Oh, the car's tight. You feel it in your butt or you feel it in your hands, obviously, but then mentally you kind of know, I have, I have this much wheel here at this point in the corner. What's going to happen next? See, if they slip, you're already in the fence. I'm going to jam that thing back <laughs> low. How, how, do you, how do you prepare? Like, what do you do in the offseason to get yourself ready for your season? So, since joining back in the Toyota family, they, I was talking to you about this earlier, they totally invest in their people, their resources, their cars, their drivers, everything. And so I spent a lot of time in the simulator. Now, this is, the simulator is. Like Cars 3 when they took. A lot, a lot more advanced, yeah. Cars 3. Yeah, y'all seen it. Where he, what's his name? What's his name? Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen was old, boy. He was like the Did, did y'all see Cars 3? Yeah, what do you mean? Seeing Cars 3? I got three kids. Did y'all hear the voice of Bubba Wheelhouse? Because I was in that. That was you? <laughs> that was you. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that, Bubba. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> But that, that's, that was a simulator. Yeah, so simulator, it's, it's, it's so advanced. You can go play Xbox or PlayStation, play racing, racing games, sure. But we can legit take our setup that we are going to run on Sunday and plug it into this deal. And it's like, oh, this is the actual feel that I'll get. It, full motion, I mean, it's, like I said, $3 million, $5 million, I don't even know how much. It's a lot. So you said setup that you're going to run on Sunday. You have shock springs, air pressures, everything. So the different racetracks demand different setups? Yes. Wow. Yeah, every racetrack is different. So it's like sports. You have different game plans per yep. team that yep. you're about to yep. face. And can you tell them about the cars? The driver can get fined for the cars being off. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We're fighting they have, for They got thousands. a fine system. We're thousands of an inch. We have this Hawkeye system to where it's a whole bunch of different laser scans and it's showing your measurements of your body. This could be perfect, but then this part here of your fender could be out by three thousandths of an inch. Well, you had that. You was dealing with that in Daytona. You barely made it. Yeah, we had to start at the back. Yeah, yeah. start at the back. Yeah, and then, but then you end up. But go ahead. Yeah, I'll let yeah, you finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm on you. I'm on you. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. that. Your yeah. ass barely made it. <laughs> you talking about MJ? MJ got all this damn money in the race car. Off twenty three eleven. What we doing here? Twenty three eleven, boss man. They said y'all had an Irving. Start because Irving got in the game. Julius Irving got into the game back in the day. He was one of the first 
um, black athletes to try to do what MJ's doing now. Two years, done. But it was just a struggle to start. So people were nervous when they barely made it. But what ended up happening is, and we can go into the whole story, Daytona, this is like the Super Bowl. I feel like it's the Super it Bowl is. of NASCAR of racing. And, and and so he starts in the back. And for, for the most part, since you've been in the Cup Series, this dude been finishing around 15, 16, 17. But anyways, last lap. He's at round 15 or 16? Uh, seven, 16. S- 16? Yeah. 16. And he had his opportunity to start making his move about to go. And then all of a sudden, that big ass. But see, I was a lap down by then, so my race was over with. So it didn't matter. No, but you was pooling. You could have made it through. Yeah, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. Because the caution needed to come out before that. We took the white flag, and I was already, from that point on, I was already 17th. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. Mm-mm. What did, what's the advantage though? When so, when the cars aren't aligned how they should be, does that give the drivers an advantage? Depends where the malfunction is. Depends on it's all arrow. You know, what we're fighting is arrow. How much are we trying to get off the rear spoiler? Less air off the rear spoiler, the faster you're gonna go. But the freer you're gonna be. You know what freer means? Freer the more open. No. Nah, more <laughs> the more sideways you're gonna be. You know, you're hanging on and, and driving off the right rear. And that's at certain tracks. But it's, it's all, all aero. All the motors are the, relatively the same. Toyota's the best. Got to say that. <laughs> Bodies are all somewhat close. We all have to be under a spec. But we have a lot of people, a lot of smart people, that we can massage and push those gray areas and push those edges of the rule book to bump this side up and pull this side down and all of a sudden now the air flows differently and then just pushing our car in a straight line rolls faster than yours although they're kind of built the same but it's just having the right key people in certain places to be able to do that so depend to your answer your question depends on where it's at sometimes it's a disadvantage and it's just like well i don't know why we're getting busted if it's disadvantage but it has to be within the set rule book so and it's it's legit the width of a piece of paper, the thickness of a piece of paper. Like, that's all we're fighting You know what for. I just thought about just hearing you talk like that? I feel like the dudes who played 10 years in the National Football League plus and go from good to great are dudes that have exceptional IQ. This We call it football IQ, off the charts. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. You know, you can go to Marshall Folk. He kind of revolutionized the running back position, first running back, correct me if I'm wrong, OG, to like kind of be a receiver out the backfield, do certain things that running backs never did before I was asked to do. It seems like with all that you're saying, so you got the physical part of it, Channing, athlete, whatever, but then there's a mental component. Who's that? Who's that Tom Brady in NASCAR? Hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, Tom Brady go up there, blue 80, blue 80, blue 80. Earnhardt? No. Mm. Junior? I'd say senior for sure. Earnhardt senior, yeah. Um, Richard, obviously, you got to put the greats in there. Richard Petty, seven time. King. Jimmy Johnson, our recent seven time, just retired last year. And then Dale Earnhardt. Put, the, put all of them in there. Is that your top three in order? In order? No, no, that was just all, just, just saying. Now, in this day and age, in no particular order, Kyle Bush, Kevin Harvick. Rowdy. Denny Hamlin. 
and not not because he's my boss. Right. I I told him I'd never call him my boss either, so don't put that in there. <laughs> yeah, you, you. Bubba, Bubba, like those greats, the great, do they just know how to go right? When y'all don't know how left, to go right, bro, ain't like, no right is no, left. no, 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 because they're already everybody going left, but they know how to go right and get back left. Like you say, the greats, like I, I don't, I don't understand it. What makes Denny better than you at going right when y'all are going left? Like what makes them figure that out? That's a good question. Richard Petty's he has obviously two hundred wins. No wow. one will ever reach that. Uh, Jimmy retired at eighty-two. Kyle's at fifty-six. And so, excuse me, it was a different day and age. Richard Petty was racing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like, this was when it first started. So every every race was a NASCAR Cup race. Was his car on steroids? It, yes, compared to the competition, absolutely. Uh, if you go back and watch some documentaries on that, you'll see just how far advanced they were. And they still didn't have anything. But now to see where they're at now and where the sport is at, it's totally changed. So if I can... Talk about Jimmy because that's the most recent. Um, you know, he was his last championship was sixteen, and you know that's kind of the where we're, we're in that era now. But just car was fast, made all the right moves on the racetrack, and he won won the races. What makes his cars that fast is the people, the resources, the money that goes into that team. So is it the ownership that puts the money in it or is the sponsors? Like, how are you? And with that being said, uh, just going back to you as a young black kid, you know, uh, finding your passion, saying to yourself, I want to drive, you know, I want to drive. Uh, you look at the young black kids that look up to you nowadays, the lack of resources, the funds. Do you think the sponsorships do enough or the sponsors or the corporate sponsors do enough to help engage the interest of those young black kids that want to get into the sport? I will say now, um, yes. I didn't, I didn't have a full-time sponsor until last year. Wow. And that was my 16th year in racing. That late, now, that late in the game? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's why you had a lot of pushback when you entered, not just because you was black, but because you're, when you entered the cup, before you did two years, and four top 10 finishes. And people, I feel like, resented you for that. Because, yeah. like, oh, they gave it to you. Like, oh, they, like they gave it to Danica yeah. Patrick. Yeah. Like, Do I'm, you feel? I am, I am here because I'm black. That's, that's the narrative. I'm given this opportunity because I'm black. But, but, but I would, let me stop. I'm sorry. And they, and they get on me on this show for cutting people off all the time. Yeah, don't worry about it. Because, Is it your show? Because though? there's another part to no, it. Don't worry about it. it. But it connects to you. Because... What happened is you ain't had the resources back then. Now you got the resources, and now you see Bubba go from boom, 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 boom. He can afford that five hundred thousand dollar car to six hundred thousand dollar car. So now the playing field is equal. Now you got twenty three behind you. Right. You feel me? You see? Oh, I've been asked, "What are you gonna do when you win?" To be honest with you, I don't even know. It might, it might just be a. Well, how about that, MJ? You're, you're driving a 23 car now. What was that like with MJ? What was that like being 
Michael Jordan's driver. Well, we got Michael Jordan right here of the food game. What we got, Chef? What we got? A couple of different things. I got a shrimp burger for you. Ooh. A shrimp burger for you. This is the you. famous shrimp burger. Yes, my Where? famous shrimp burger. This is the famous shrimp burger when Antrell Roll told me when I got to New York <laughs> that I need to have you as my chef, who also live in Homestead, Bubba. Is that right? And his dad is the chief of police there, too. Real? Okay, yep. so make sure Bubba good down there, okay? Yeah. Okay, I got to make a call for you. <laughs> good. Every time you go to Homestead, he good there. Don't tell me Bubba got a diet. No, Bubba has a shrimp. Yeah. Bubba has a I'm shrimp McDonald's. burger. I'm McDonald's every day, bro. Bubba. No! 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 So you always make something special for everybody else except... Yeah, we might just put it over there. Yeah. Tell them why you made that. Because there's levels to this game and what you're doing, why you cook for so many amazing people. Oh, this is a tamaki, a hand roll for him, but it's a hand roll <laughs> in a taco so he could just pick it up and grab it. But you Perfect. said, but you did research. Oh, yeah, I had to do my research. And I heard that someone asked you that if a chef came to you and asked you, if you wanted to open up a restaurant, what cuisine it would, would it be? And you said Japanese food because you love sushi. I like sushi. <laughs> Do you really eat McDonald's? Hell yeah. No, no, That's for real. What I'm talking real. about. And, and guess what? You got McDonald's fries. Well, yeah, we, we don't want to put him on the spot. Hey, are these, are these McDonald's fries? <laughs> Ocho versus signs. I don't know who's winning. <laughs> chef, what I mean today, Chef? Ocho has a bison burger because he requested a beef cheeseburger. That's exactly why we're eating burgers it's tonight. It's, it's beef, baby. We, yes. Why are we eating burgers and fries on the show? Why? Why? What do you mean? Because it's not healthy. It was his turn to request. It's not healthy. Isn't isn't this stuff healthy? Like tomatoes and onions? Yeah. He, he, he don't want that. He either. took it off. <laughs> he he took do it, the same thing. took his onions. He gonna do the same thing too. Here you go. You nah. So this whole thing, Ocho versus Science. How do you feel about it? Um, obviously, you know because you just talked about McDonald's. So is it Ocho winning or Science? And what I mean by that is, we got in this whole thing where he put his nuts in my face, excuse my language, <laughs> threw his leg on the table and said, you need to bring some calluses in your body. And talking about how it doesn't matter if athletes eat right, train right. You know, it's just like, you're built for this. So, Did you, do, you threw training there. Well, yeah. You, well, I said eat. You yeah, you're right, like you're a right. madman. I stand correct. Okay, okay, okay. I retract that Don't part. do it like that. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you always train, train. But eating right is pretty much the... The biggest deal. You think that matters for athletes? To a certain extent, I do. But a very small, very small. I have a question before you even finish. <laughs> you gonna cut him off? Yeah, I don't want wait. Because let me let me say We're something. We're on the same page. Bubba, thank you. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. Think about the That's why your name Bubba. <laughs> Who does the research? What do the people that do the research look like? The people that are doing the research and they're going to tell these professional athletes what they need to put in their body. Are the out of shape ones. Listen, you motherfucker, I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you. You get where I'm going with yeah. it? I'm trying not to say the wrong thing because I don't want to offend anybody. But the people doing the research telling Brandon what he should eat to perform up here when they've never even been there. And can never be there. Science. Suck my... <laughs> Excuse my language. I don't know if they can, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's research. You know what they do? No, it's, no, no. It's what? Wait a minute. Yeah. It's what? What's it? It's research. Who's doing the research? 
The people that you're talking about. Can okay. I can I talk about what they do? What their case studies is How built you, off of? Case studies? Yeah. Case Did they study you? Let me hold on. Let me go there. Let me finish. Case studies. Let me finish. Case studying. Case studies. Who are they using as examples? We don't know. Nobody knows. No. I'm telling you right now. So here's what they do. Wait. Why is it? Why is it more expensive after they do their research, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it so expensive? I, but if it's supposedly supposed to be healthy. Oh, but you didn't let me finish this a why couple shows he- ago. Why is being healthy so expensive? The, the, you know why? The industry is it's corrupted. It's a money grab. Right. And it's I'm with you grab. on that. I'm with you on that. It, the industry is corrupted. 100%. We don't... The people who are saying that uh, milk is good for you, yogurt is good for you, and then there's scientists, the people that you're saying is telling us that how we're supposed to eat, is then... They had case studies. They're doing research and they're saying, well, this is really cancerous. But the brands behind so many things that make the money, they're saying, oh, this does a body good or this. And you don't know that there's high blood pressure involved in this. You don't know that, you know, heart disease, cancers. Bro, they only got a 30 second commercial to say it all in. That's why they speed it up at the end. That's what they're saying. They're telling you that. Yes. Right. But but we we think that this is good for us because these people they don't want to write the papers and do this. But listen to me on this. So here's what they do with the case studies. They take let's say 20, 30 different athletes and say we're going to take them through all this. What athletes? Athletes, people, and we're going to put them through this rigorous program. And we're going to put a a small population over here, a small population over there. This pe- these people are going to eat this. These people are going to exercise like this and do this. And then they say, all right, let's, ha- let's just see what happens in this population. And then they study it. That's a case study. So when you talk about science, Ocho versus science, bro, this, this is people are doing research. You, gotta, you just got to do your work. This is what I'm saying. I did my homework. Let me, let me which say is why this. I'm hey, hey, let me say hey, this. Hold on hey, one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Can I interrupt you? No, no, no. Let me interrupt you. No, 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 no. No, you don't want me to interrupt you? No, no, no. Because this is. He texted No, no, no. Time out. Time out. No, no, no. Fred, he got up with his tight pants. He got tight pants on, too. This is my life. This is my business. Because it's real. Because we got to educate ourselves. Because we don't know. Ocho is right. You're actually right. I know. You got to do your work and know what you're putting in your body. You got to do your work and understand. Who's who and who's getting a pay, getting paid? Follow the money. Follow the money. Follow the money. And that's going to tell you everything. So I'm actually with you on How that. How about knowing your body specifically and not allowing researchers and scientists that don't know shit about you to tell you what you need to perform at your highest peak? I, I agree with you to a certain extent there because everybody's body is different. So that's why you got to understand, like, what I put in my body, I can eat chicken and I could be allergic to chicken and I don't know. So what ended up happening is now I'm walking around with four or five extra pounds of inflammation. Why is that important? Because in inflammation is that's where sickness and disease. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. 
from enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. That cancer, certain type of heart disease, because we're putting stuff in our body that our body doesn't respond to. Think about medicine. Just think about medicine. Hold on, just think about medicine. Medicine, when you put something in your body, you have a chemical reaction. Huh? Your metabolism ain't good then. Yeah. My shit just burns off right away. In junior high, did you did you drink the milk? Did you drink the milk? The little, in the the little carton, the little carton they gave you on your tray. Did you drink the milk that they I gave did. you in junior I high? I did. I did. With the tape, did you eat your tater tots? And they start selling. Did you yes, eat your tater tots? I did. I did. I did. Well, there should be nothing wrong with you. So now, can you listen to me now? So now let's compare <laughs> the cells of tater tots and the cells of that milk that you're talking about. Yeah. Every year, it's guilt. You see more and more sales, more revenue being generated, more profit every year. From 1970, 1980, 1990, now 2021. And what you're going to see is cancer. Why is cancer? Why are so many more people diagnosed with cancer? Why are so many more people diagnosed with heart disease, heart failure, the number one killer in America? It's, it, it's it, it, the marketing of it and the, and the science behind it. Where, and to Ojo's point, where, where do we draw the line between marketing does a body good? And we're talking about milk. Let's not act like we're stupid. From marketing to science of what milk does for you. I've heard that baby cows should drink milk. But I also drank a half a gallon of milk every day in high school. And I was a dog on the field. Right. With the protein. Correct. With the, with the, with the damn ca uh, calcium and all that stuff. So where do we, to your point, be? And I see you're very passionate about this because you got your dick out in your pants and you got your... Because <laughs> nobody want to see your dick with them pants too tight. So your dick out and your cheetah shirt... What are you trying to? <laughs> yeah, you're your about to fall out. Can we get back? No question. Hey, man, where do we find? Where do we find that middle ground? Listen, the middle ground. The middle ground is being miserable because you're following all these damn instructions from scientists and research instead of living your fucking life. We call T.O. named this show Changing Gears. Because you never know which way we gonna go. I love it. No, I, I, this is all I would say. No, I think what Ocho saying, it's, we have to do our own research. That's what we have to do. Same right. thing. So I'm gonna do some research same. now. Bubba, special guest, right? Um, nah, I'm one of y'all. No, no, no. But no, no. All, all, of our, all, all of our guests are special, right? So that, that, that's why I want to start. Um, most drivers, my, uh, what I did before games, I ate a really light pregame meal, right? Our pregame is four hours before kickoff. We usually have pregame at, at, at nine o'clock. I didn't want to get my math wrong. So, uh, 55, 50, a hundred percent times 5,000, whatever that is. Now you got to tell them. Nah, you got <laughs> I'll tell you later, bro. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but no, seriously, um, because you're in the car, what, three and a half, four hours? Four hours, yep. Four hours. We, we've been talking about food and nutrition, all this. What's your pregame meal? And what's the most uncomfortable you felt 
for, for some of the stuff that you've eaten. Because yeah. I know y'all, yeah, you don't have a break. You told Chan and we, you just drive for four hours. Ain't no water break. You got to sh- I mean, four hours? You got to use the bathroom at some point. So adrenaline takes over. Okay. Um, so I've never had to. Do number two. Do number two. Okay. Knock on wood. I've never had that happen. <laughs> I've, never, I've never had anything. I've had some bad food experiences like going into the weekend. But then by the time I get to the racetrack, it's cleared up, thank God. Like on Thursday before I fly out, I'm like on the toilet all day. It's like, uh-oh. But then I'm good. Let me, let me stop you really quick. Just one second. Because in the NFL, you know, sometimes the visiting teams, when we visit other, when we visit other places, sometimes we've had players come down with food poisoning. Mm-hmm. You know, and you wanna, you wanna, you know, you wanna look at the other, the hotel and the staff that's preparing your stuff, and and hope that they're doing right by you as a as a guest, as a visiting team. But guys, you know, they have uh, the food viruses and the sicknesses. Yeah. Uh, you have, you know, uh, they pull the the fire alarm at two o'clock in the morning. They're waking you up for the racers. Do you guys just feed yourself? Do you have chefs? Yeah, we we just. Big ball it and get our own motor home so we ain't got to worry about fire alarms. Ooh. You know. <laughs> yeah, you hear what he's saying? And them, them things cost what? How much? Man, them motor homes are sick. Yeah. yeah. Them that, things get up to it, two it, million. Is it the sponsor? Is it the sponsors? Uh, no, I mean, those are, that depends on what you look at. You break down your finances and everything. That's like we were talking when you get into the league, people go out and buy a nice car to keep up with the Joneses. Right. The first thing you get when you get to the Cup Series is a bus. A bus. Because it's 36 weeks every weekend. You're on the road. You leave out Thursday. You get back Monday morning, 2 a.m. It's clockwork. You know, you got to have a house on the wheels. What's your driver's name? My driver's name's Tyler. How long have you been knowing Tyler? Uh, He's been driving my bus for three years now. And he's he's really good, but I love driving my bus. I drove it in the off-season. That was another question I had for you. Yeah. I drove it down to Daytona. Oh, yeah? All right, so... You, you're making left turns for four, you can drive that. For, for three, four hours, right? <laughs> He's making left turns for three, four hours, four hours. In real life, what do you drive and do you obey the speed limit? <laughs> yeah, I, I, drive, I drive a Toyota 4Runner. I got a new one being built. It'll be here within a month or so. Excited about that. That's my daily driver. Okay. But I did ball out after last year, after all that shit. Had to treat self. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Oh, oh, yeah, a little dream car. But yeah, so it's it's it's. I put it. We had this conversation the other day with MJ actually. The safety and technology that we have in our race cars. I'm in a nine point harness, not seven or nine point harness inside my car. What uh, does that mean? I don't know what that means. So I got two seat belts on top, two up the lap, and then one across. So however many that is. Then I got a head and neck restraint system. You just got one seat belt like in the this. car. When you when you hit something, you, you you just do this. When you hit a car in a in a street car, you are okay. So the reason why I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about is because we have the fear of going across the middle. We have the fear of banging heads. We're not supposed to do that. We talk about it all the time yeah. on the show, you know. But like, there's something that we have to get over and say, "I'm gonna do this." You got two grown men, Bubba, running 22 miles per hour, 20 miles per hour, 18 miles per hour. For 40 yards, and then they just run right into each other, bam, and get up and they celebrate that. You got to be a little off, okay? So my, my question for you is, like, are you af- afraid to die? Because Daytona, look, what, you saw what happened in Daytona? 
I mean, I was right there in the fireball. No, I'm not afraid. Um, you know what's going to happen. You, you climb in, you're just like, just like lining up on the field. You know, this play could be your last one. But you don't think, we don't think like that. You don't think like I that. I know you don't go in It's, it's in here. Like, yeah. It's right here. Very small. It's right here. It's always right there. No matter what athlete, non-athlete, it's always right here. We do share something in common, athletic or not. We still got that. What, what is this? I ain't scared. In the back of your head. It's crazy the parallels between NASCAR and NFL. You go to the 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 pit crew. Yep. A lot of people don't know those are ex college athletes, athletes that didn't you made it pro, didn't make it. So like that in it, seeing all that, how you guys come into the stop and boom. Do you take their athlete card away if they jump into NASCAR? If they get in the car and make a bunch of lefts. Got you. Okay. you uh, I'm not with you, champ. Bubba, I don't know if they're athletes anymore. They're un, they're un, they're unscrewing lug nuts, bro. Unscrewing a lug nut makes you an athlete. It my son could do that. So why did you give me grief when I said I could go be a running back or a wide receiver? I just don't know if you could do it because I, you did it at that level, but I don't know if you could do it at this level. Here's the deal. I, we're, Bubba, can you do this for us? Can you ask NASCAR for us to actually be a part of the pit crew? And I know y'all have like, here's the, what the best do. Uh, what is it? Two minutes or whatever, a minute to change exit, whatever. A minute. We're gonna see a minute. Oh, I'm an athlete. Hell no. Nah. It's eleven seconds. <laughs> eleven seconds. <laughs> eleven seconds. <laughs> well, I'm nine, Bubba. Bubba, I'm nine, Bubba. Right, so we will see. Za 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 za. za za I'm nine seconds. Ten, ten, ten. So right now, seriously. Yes. Let's put. Whatever you want on the table. I bet you can't even. I bet it Get take one tire. Just say one tire. Yeah. I can't take one tire off of a car. You got a bad back of a vehicle. I can't unscrew a vehicle's tire. I changed my tire the other day. I, I'm, what I'm saying is 35 minutes. 35 minutes. <laughs> one tire. Hey, I'm stuck on side road. You going to help me? Come on, mama. You can't do it. And I think I think if NAS if you can get NASCAR to give us this experience of being a part of the pit crew, okay, and trying it, it will change your perspective yeah. if they're an athlete or not. From I was gonna ask you, what do you think about during that stop? Because everybody's around you and you have to be great. Win, lose, or draw, Bubba, like it's gonna be on you. What do you think about when you're sitting there for them seconds? Because I would be hot if if I was on my pit crew. That's our timeout. It's eleven seconds. We get eleven seconds timeout. Gotta go right back into it. Now, if it's a caution, then okay, it's a little bit longer. But if it's a green flag stop, it's a, it's like, it's like a minute. You have, you have exactly one minute, depending on where you're at. Daytona it takes a lap around is, is right at a minute. But y'all don't have no pipe. Like if you have a little pipe connected to your pee pee to run out the car or something, yeah, you can't pee because yeah. I, I have my man, I pee a lot. He peed on him. He he's known for peeing on himself in games. He's infamous. So like boy. he went and go in the locker room and pee. No, I pee right on my leg. Have yeah, you nah, like y'all don't have no no, no fluid evacuation techniques in NASCAR? No. Let's say that again. Fluid evacuation <laughs> techniques. F E T. Damn, that was pretty like, good. You, you thought about that I'm one. I'm saying, like, you can put a little rub on to have a pipe to run out the bottom of the car, and you can pee, and it can rub. Come on, man. Stop. Hey, Fred, Fred, stop, Fred, stop, Fred, stop, Fred, stop, Fred, stop. Let me, Fred, let me be honest. I got it. Full disclosure, I ain't wear rubbers on me. I'm married. I don't wear rubbers. Oh, my God. 
But if they had a rubber with a little pipe out the end where I could sit in there and pee and it go out my car, I would pee in the car. Go out the car? Like a little pipe runs out the bottom of the car. You could pee. So the the track going to be slippery. Man, it'll dry up. Ain't nobody peeing no gallons. What's your bladder look like, Bubba? You got a big, big bladder like that? I got an okay urethra. I ain't got no big bladder. Do not answer that. We need to switch gears. Speaking of, hey, time out, because I got to take a piss. We got 11 seconds, motherfucker. Taylor, what do you got? 11 seconds. Hey. Uh, we got That's good. We got a caution flag. Yeah. What you do to the gas, man? What'd you call it? Evacuation. <sighs> but see, I feel like, man, this is a great conversation. Like, how the hell Shaw get in NASCAR? Because when I the first the first um, race I went to Daytona, I didn't know it was the Super Bowl of NASCAR. It was like. Man, that energy, that power. Like, y'all see these cars coming by? Like, what is going on here? Bubba, I got to put you on the spot. What's up? All right. You mentioned AAU basketball. Mm-hmm. You've been arguing with this nut about being an athlete. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this nut. This nut. Everybody know he's nut. <laughs> um, so, obviously, you're a basketball fan. Boss man, MJ, is he the GOAT or is LeBron James the GOAT? Oh. Now, I don't know. I mean, he already said he's not cutting any checks for losers. Mike said, I don't have control of what's going on during the race. Yeah. And you said, but you have control of who cuts the checks or who signs the checks. Yes. So you got control of this answer right now. Oh, Barbara Walters? <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Walters! <laughs> Oh, James Brown. James Brown. James Brown. Hey, hey, hey. CBS what, what, where you at with it? I, we want to know. So MJ, he was he was before my time. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to see it's crazy as it sounds. I I knew who MJ was. I knew who Michael Jordan was. I got to see what who he was and what he was about last year in Last Dance. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Like incredible. A lot of like. That motivated me to what I talked about, be a better person, wake up and just like, this dude is a stone cold killer. And so now seeing how the game has evolved so much since then, too. So do I think Michael Jordan's a goat? Absolutely. Is LeBron James great? Absolutely. That's how I'm going to leave it. Two different. It's two different games. But is there any more pressure? Like. Like MJ is backing you. Is that does that add any pressure to you knowing that Michael Joe, you're on Michael Jordan team, bro? And you drive the 23 car. And we talked before, you have 23 people coming to Homestead. Like, there's a number there that really means something to people. Is that pressure on you? Not to knock the number 23, but the 23 has been a part of the sport before on some lower funded teams. Did you know what number I drove the last three years? 43. 43. Yeah. The biggest number in NASCAR. Pressure comes from within, within here. Everything else around me is just a distraction. I love that. I love that. You, you tuned in, dialed in. A last question about MJ and uh, Denny, 2311 racing. How did it come to fruition? And uh, what was your 
reaction when you heard about that opportunity? So I don't get excited over really anything. You know, you talk about, hey, this could be something like this is going to be big. This could be big. I'm sitting over here like it's nothing right now. So to me, it's nothing at all. I don't sit there. I've, I've been in that situation before, and it's all, it's all ties back into motorsports and racing sponsorship. I've been told, hey, they're about to sign this $20 million deal. We're about to, you're about to be set. Right. Sweet, yes. Next week rolls around. Hey, what happened to that deal? Uh, we don't know. Okay. Gone. So then it's like, hey, we got another $15 million deal. What happened? Uh, I don't know. So now I'm like, Yo, y'all got deals? Cool. Is it done yet? Well, don't come talk to me. Mm. And I tell every new team that, I tell, I said, no disrespect to what y'all got going, but don't call me unless it's signed. Mm. And they're like, they're taking back a little bit. I don't give a damn if y'all are talking to but you got it. whoever. You got it. What I talked about earlier, I asked you the question about when you were talking about like this, the... IQ of driving. We're talking about athletes and physical. And I said, man, who's the Tom Brady and the Peyton Mannings of the sport? You don't just, get excited, yeah. But just hearing you talk like that, because, you know, when we said, you, right? You're like, you, you just hear what he said and how he went in. And, 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 like, you know, when you walk in the locker room, there's certain guys like, man, they just move different. They think different. Bro, you got it, bro. Just hearing you talk like that because it's all about eliminating distractions. It's all about, like, how do I stay focused? How do I stay in this moment? We had this conversation on I Am Woman, the, the marriage edition, about, like, we, we talked basically saying that, you know, marriage and relationships, there's so much you have to give to that to be great. And then you have sports. And we know the pressure that's on us as athletes. Will we be, you know what I mean, that 1% if we had to go over here and build these marriages, right? Or not even marriages, because you got to watch the I Am Woman episode because I don't want to sound like a fool here and saying that football is more important than marriage. It's not what I'm saying. But that attention to detail, every single day, you got it. I seen it. I appreciate that. I get I get fired up when questions, not, not in a negative way, but to answer your question about the whole 2311 deal, so I was with the 43, and that was the option was on the table to extend or go somewhere else. We had another option we could have taken. But Denny came in the picture to help the 43 and make it basically what it is right now. But there were certain things that were in the way that kind of gave everybody cold feet. But this whole time, I'm just sitting back. Let me know when it's done. Things like what? Yeah, they call me Messy Brandon on the show sometimes. I get messy. People resources, just the whole picture wasn't there. All those stars weren't aligned for Denny to go all the way in with it. Mm. And so then MJ got word because the rumor got out, MJ starting a team, which was not true to start. Well, then MJ, I guess, fires a text to Denny. What do you think about this? Let's make it real. And so then Denny is fired up. You know, he's like, hey, man, this deal's going to happen. And the video I sent him, his reply back, I see, I mean, he's, he's all in, and it's not nothing's, it's all up here. It's all mental right now. It's all a, a vision. And the video I sent him back is the Kobe Bryant press conference video, up to nothing. And the reporter asked, why aren't you happy? Why aren't you smiling? 
What's there to be happy about? Job's not finished. Mm. That was my reply. Once it was signed, shared a cocktail with him and congratulations, let's go to work. Oh, that's greatness. Oh my God. Listen, I'm gonna I'm change gears. We talking oh. these good questions, yeah. good topics. Yeah. Listen, we know about the backstories when it comes to NFL players and the dating life, the groupies. <laughs> you know about the NBA players, you know how they move, the lifestyle. I want to know what it's like being a NASCAR driver. First of all, Bubba, are you married? I'm not. I have a girlfriend of six years, though. Six years. Okay, I don't want to get you in trouble, Bubba. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Chad, ask him. Look, I'm just saying, we had ladies, but we knew that the girls at the bar, at the hotel we were at, were very intrigued by us. Is NASCAR the same way? Is, are there NASCAR groups? Is it somebody give you some give you some action because you race a car? That's what, that's the best way I could put it, Chad. Yeah, I still don't want to go there because the man has a girlfriend. What you say? Don't get no no table, Sitting no land. outside the hotel if they know y'all are there. What hotel? And they got buses. He said, I'm just saying, but outside the bus. I hit somebody on the bus, let's, Chad. Let's, let's talk about Wendell Scott. <laughs> We've already talked about Wendell Scott. I want to talk about the bad ones. No, we haven't talked about Wendell Scott. I want to talk about Wendell Scott. Oh, boy. Was he ever an inspiration? But to your point, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you want to talk about the bad ones? Come right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, seriously, uh, Wendell Scott. I, I saw an article some months back uh, that talked about, you know, his family's fighting to get the trophy. Yep. You know, for his win in Jacksonville. Uh, and if you don't know, I, I think you, you mentioned Wendell Scott. Yeah. Uh, the first black uh, uh, African-American driver to win uh, a NASCAR series. But he didn't get his trophy. He didn't get his victory lap. But a few weeks later, they came back and said, due to technical errors, you know, you in fact, you were the winner. But still to this day, and that was in 63, to this day, he hadn't gotten a trophy. But his family has sought out to get the trophy for that win. Do you think NASCAR will do right by them? Yes, for sure. Um, obviously, we weren't alive in the 60s to go through what Wendell Scott went through and African-Americans in general went through. I mean, 2020 was a rough year, uh, but we're not naive. It goes on every year, every day um, to the African-American culture. But in NASCAR, you know, it was specifically tough for him. And so I didn't know Wendell Scott coming into it. I had no idea. I met Wendell Scott Jr. when I was 14. That's when I kind of started picking up a little bit. And then getting into the NASCAR levels in the ranks, you start hearing more about the history and, and what had happened um, and what he had gone through and who he was as a competitor. You know, him and Richard Petty were actually really close. Richard Petty would give him hand-me-down parts uh, and not not like, you're only good for hand-me-down. It was, it was, hey, we're getting rid of this. Do you need it? We're going to build a new car. I know you you might, you're looking for stuff. You know, here's some parts and pieces. And so Richard Petty was a big influence to Wendell Scott's first victory. And so being able to race with Richard Petty or for Richard Petty and hear those stories is actually really cool. Um, but knowing he was the first African-American to be full-time, I'm the second to be full-time. There have been many others come through. Um, I say many. It's only been four or five. Um, Bill Lester, 
Willie T. Ribs, um, you know, to come through the ranks and, and really put their name in sport. But to be where I'm at today is because of Wendell Scott, for sure. So 2020, racial tension soaring in the middle of a global pandemic. You walk into your garage, I don't know, whatever it was, you see a noose hanging. I want to talk about that, but you, you just talked about the king. After that, who's walking out with you? The king. Is it because of that, what you just mm-hmm. said, and the respect that you have for him? I believe so, because due to COVID protocols and just for the safety, we didn't want him at the racetrack. He's 82 years old. He's super subject to COVID. And we lose the king. You know, you're losing a big piece of motorsports and history and just love and whatever. And so, and also due to to COVID protocols, we weren't allowed in our trailers or in the garage at all. When the rules came out, we show up now, race day, drivers who have motorhomes go to your motorhomes, drivers who don't, we have a selected room for you to go sit separately and wait till the race. So I've had a motorhome, so Talladega, it, it rains, so I'm just chilling in the motorhome, and I get a call from the president of NASCAR, hey, I need to talk. I legit thought I was suspended or fined for something I said. The first thing. Well, that, then he, that easy, though. Yeah. Something you said. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't know what I said. I say a lot of shit, but I didn't think it was on that level, the level he was about to go to. And so I hadn't even been in the garage at Talladega. And so it ended up being a crew member of mine who happened to be African-American, had just been standing there talking and noticed the garage pool was fashion like a noose. Wow. And that was it. And then it was reported, told to NASCAR. Only four or five, I don't even know four or five people knew. Two people at the time knew. Crew member, my crew chief, and the NASCAR officials were alerted. So let's say three or four people. My guys are already back home. And I'm calling once I find out the news. I call my crew chief. He was like, yeah, we didn't want to tell you just because you got to race tomorrow. So I find out after the fact, I'm sitting in the bus playing Xbox, trying to figure out what's for, you know, dinner with some buddies. And, and so people think that, you know, I'm behind it all. We're not allowed in the garage. And so to see all that happen to what it ended up being, you know, the show of unity on pit road with all the drivers, all the crew members coming out was incredible. Right. I had no, I had a slight idea of what was going to happen just because Jimmy Johnson was leading. He had, we have a driver's chat, and he said, hey, I'm going to stand with Bubba at the race or for, for a pre-race. Just like stuff. that. Just like that. And then it was – I forgot who was next, but a couple drivers chimed in. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. It snowballed. Well, then it said – Kyle had maybe – I think Kyle Busch said, we're thinking we're going to need more room. Rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and so I had put my phone down. I was going through a lot of emotions, talking to family and stuff, talking with the FBI. Um, <clears throat> that's some sh- talking with the FBI. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we sh- walk out to pit road, and so I had I had uh, a knowing that just the drivers were pushing me out. And so you can watch that whole video when I stand up on top of the car after we get down to the end. I noticed the entire garage was there. That's, I don't even know how many people, 100, 200, 300 people. The whole garage. 
And I'm like, I, that's when I lost. That's when I stand up and collapse just from just overwhelmed with everything. And I thought that was powerful. Now, the outcome, I, I did my due diligence and tried my hardest and damnest to sh- make sure this wasn't going to be the outcome that it would be. And it still ended up being it because I didn't want to jump the gun on something because I knew the outcome would be. Yeah, because a, a lot of people say it's a, it was a hoax. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they say it's a hoax and this yeah. didn't really happen. And- yeah. Jesse Smollier. That's what I'm, Bubba Smollier is my name. <laughs> Hold on. What? What's that? The dude that. Oh, 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 the dude. The, from, yeah. uh, what's, the, what's the name of the deal? If I like that show. Damn, Jesse. What's Jesse. Jesse. But, damn. But, Messy. I, I, Jesse. Messy Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. But, <laughs> but quickly, guys, I want to ask you from that, where, from that, from the new thing, from the whole situation you just talked about, and that was beautiful. The Confederate flag has been banned from NASCAR events. That was that was two weeks prior. And I don't know if it's justified or unjustified that you're attached to that. Your name is going to be attached to they cannot fly a Confederate flag at NASCAR events again. And we're both from the Bible Belt. We both saw the Confederate flag growing up. And that's something that people take pride in. Have you had any kickback from that? Have you have what's the what's the the angle of you being the guy that got Confederate flags kicked out of NASCAR. What what what's most important? Um, I know Boss Man might catch a clip or two here from this from the I'm Athlete podcast. <laughs> uh, your legacy is it's a beautiful thing, man. I mean, because you've penetrated you know a space that not many of us have uh, have, have traveled. Uh, but you're you're young. You you got years and years. You got another twenty plus years to to drive. I mean, when you really think about it, you do. And, uh, you know, what Brandon said a while ago, you got it. You know, you're trying to eliminate the distractions. You're focused on this. You don't let the outside, you know, uh, We're all influences. At, we're all human at some point. You give in to the Twitter people. No, I mean, but, but yeah. you know, but you know, your, your priorities are aligned, in my opinion. Yeah. So my question is this. Um, what's most important to you in your legacy? The wins or the fact that you've, you know, uh, revolutionize and evolve, evolve the sport where, you know, you've evolved and penetrated a sport where we, we might not have thought twice about even dealing with. Yeah. Much like Tiger did, like Tiger did with golf. Right. My son at eight years old can look at Bubba. Tiger made golf sexy. You know what I'm saying? Just the whole, just the whole overlay of it. The same thing here. So that's my question to you. What's important to you? My, my deal Going into this year, I, I told my agency and my family and friends, close friends, that <clears throat> this was the opportunity for me to go out and do what I know how to do, what I feel like I know how to do, and go out and win and compete because I got the people, I got the money, I got the resources, I got the partnership. When 2021 began, it was no more excuses been my motto. Got no more excuses. So to answer your question, if I end up not making this deal happen and exceeding, then that's it. I'm done for Bubba Wallace. There's, I've done all I can. The opportunities were there, and I didn't capitalize. I can accept that and go to bed at night. I didn't come into this deal being like, I'm going to change the sport to allow or to make it more welcoming for African Americans, my brothers that are sitting here right here. Because I didn't necessarily understand that it was so far 
stretched out or I don't know what I'm really trying to say, but I guess I was naive to it. You ain't see, you ain't feel the disconnect. I was inside the walls. Yeah. I wasn't looking at the perspective from outside. Until I heard so many people when the Confederate flag was a topic, I'm never coming to a race because of the Confederate flag or I'll never come back to one. And I'm like, oh, damn. Right. I went back and read it. I'm never coming back because of the Confederate flag is still there. Okay. Hey, let's tell them to take their flags down. If it's going to allow more people in, let's just tell them to, oh, what's the Confederate flag really mean? Oh, it's more than just pride and heritage. This is deep. I did my research. I've been around the racetracks for 17 years. This is a flag to me. And I don't mean to knock that in a disrespectful way. Now I know the understanding of that flag. It's like, oh, this has got to go. Sorry, people, but it's more than just heritage here. It's got to go. And now it's gone. It's so interesting, bro, because I spent a couple years in Atlanta, Georgia, and Augusta, Georgia. And I live right on Memorial Drive, right where 78 used to go. But if you turned that right, right before 78, where Memorial Drive and 78 merged, you saw this little greenhouse had a little dip down into the garage. That was my crib. But if you went 0.5 miles up, that was Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain, they used to have. They, have, they memorialized the guys that they in, encouraged slavery. Those guys on Stone Mountain, those pictures encouraged slavery. Here's my point is, I used to walk that .5 miles to Stone Mountain to drop my little sister, London Marshall, to school. And I would pass Confederate flag after Confederate flag. And the guys that I played AAU basketball with and played uh, middle school football with, they, their parents had that there. And I would go to their houses. And it was just like, this is just the culture. They were... He, my, my boy Suarez didn't know he had that. He treated me good. Suarez treated me good. Their parents treated me good. And then it didn't dawn on them that the layers of it. Now, there's another side to it. Some people may understand, but then there's some people like, this is my heritage. You this know? is the South. This is the South, but don't understand it. And, and I just really appreciate you for educating so many people, both sides, on what it means, because a lot of people don't understand, and that's why you got to peel back those layers. The young Brandon Marshall that didn't know what Bubba did lets you know. What Bubba did and what NASCAR did by banning it, and Bubba started that, let all them do the research to understand what that flag means. Because I was from Atlanta. I went to Stone Mountain. We used to climb the mountain with my mom. I didn't know what those dudes on the side of the wall meant, but that's why I asked Bubba about that because what you stood up for, and like I said, if it's justified or unjustified, whatever, Bubba Wallace got the Confederate flag taken out of NASCAR. And the pride in that is something. Like I told him, I go, I'll go right now like I watch, we'll go, I'm saying Heat playing. The Heat playing tonight. The Dolphins playing tonight. And I'll call my buddies. I tell them Bubba's driving tonight. We got to go to the bar and watch this. Because my man, it's real talk. So I got a question. You respect Bubba. Off the chain. Is he an athlete or not? (laughs) (sighs) That little red motherfucker take a lot of lefts. (laughs) (laughs) 
but he take a lot of laughs. So y'all, y'all got something in common. Light skin, light skin. It's all good. All right, so, so, go. so that's the end of the show right there. But I do have another question oh. though. Can this might be some bro? Like this is intriguing. I'm enjoying it. Right? Yeah. Like, this is, but this is good. I never, I never watched the race before you, before that whole thing happened. And I knew you were part of that before it happened. But once I saw you put your foot in the dirt, and I saw you walking up, and I saw you, like you say, break down in front of your car and cry, bro, that hit me. And I was like, I don't know what these motherfuckers are doing riding around these real fast ass circles. And they, oh, he well, athlete, but I like him. I like <laughs> this motherfucker ride. It's riding. Come on, Baba! I be yelling this. Shit. It's crazy. But that, but that, that's the thing that people didn't even know. Like before, was able to do anything else. You have to have that one guy. I, that's why I said Jackie Robinson earlier. Jackie Robinson broke into Major League Baseball when they wouldn't let people break in. And I know about Wendell, but I don't know if Wendell was there in the 60s where they were capable of understanding it. I think we're all capable of understanding it. It's a matter if we want to or not. And they weren't ready in the 60s to understand that this black dude can drive cars like these white boys. And that's why I'm saying, bro, you are Jackie or Arthur Ashe and all that. And I don't even know. And that's what I was trying to get at with other things. I don't know if you even understand that you are. But you are. Man, he's smart. You hear him talking about all that stuff. He know. Bro, like I was saying, even my, even my son, for my son to be able to show him you, if I show him a picture of Wendell, he's going to be like, Daddy, this shit black and white. This nah, I don't understand him. But for me to be able to show my son a picture of you, and even Sunday to be able to take yep. Z and Chan and let him see this black man drive that car, bro, it's crazy. That's that's where the Jackie Robinson comparison comes in. So this will be, you know, to all this and to your point, do I understand it? Yes. Did I set out to understand it? No. When I won my first truck race in 2013, I was 20-something I was races in. It was a kind of miserable season. Kyle Busch, a race for Kyle Busch at that point. He told me after that year, if I didn't win, I wasn't gonna be back. <laughs> and rowdy, so that's rowdy. Yeah, that's my dog. And so I mean, it was a big deal for me. It was just because I won something I love to do. You won your you won your ball game. You won your race. It's like sweet. And the first thing that comes out of the reporter's mouth when I got out of Victory Lane, and the first in 50 years since Wendell Scott, African American driver wins by Wallace. It's just like, oh damn, oh, I didn't know that. I don't go and read the history. I don't give a damn where the sport was where it's going. I just live in the moment. It's similar to football. 2016, Calvin Kaepernick took his first knee. Before it was like, eliminate distractions, don't really dive into that, right? And then now you're in that same situation. As football players, we like, I just I just love the game. We don't get it. Ocho, you ain't getting it because of politics. You got it because you love the game and you want to entertain. You said, and you say it all the time, like, I don't care. I ain't think about the money. I thought about competing. Mm-hmm. This, this dude talking about it. I want the bread. I want all of that. Right? Sack, sack. I didn't get into it because of politics, right. but what I say is being a good person ain't politics. That's just being a human being. Mm. Mm. People are like, I didn't turn on a NASCAR race to get into politics. You're just watching a dude that's living life and a human being. Because on Mondays, I pay the same taxes and bills that you do. A lot more taxes, actually. But I'm the same. I bleed the same way. I hurt the same way. I cry the same way. So, so in 2016, I was playing for the New York Jets, and Colin Kaepernick took that first knee, and then all these cameras ran in the, in the, in the locker room, and they said, okay, what are you going to do? 
Do you feel that pressure? Like we felt pressure in 2016 to be able, like, because you know, as an athlete, right? Like we gotta say the right things. We always gotta do the right thing. Don't talk race. Don't talk politics. That's why this show is so interesting because we'll go there, right? So, do you feel that pressure that we felt in 2016 when Cap took his first knee? Because 2020 now it's the extension of what he started. I was asked if I was going to take a knee last year for everything that was going on, and. <clears throat> To that, to that point, I didn't do enough research on to understanding what kneeing really meant. And so I didn't want to be, oh, I'm kneeling because Cap right. was doing it. Nah, I want to do it because I want to do it. I feel like I want to do it. I did everything I did last year because I wanted to do that. Um, you know, and so, again, that goes back to, it's not politics, bro. It's just do the right thing. Be nice to people. It's not hard. But if you cross me, I'm gonna come back at you. Your 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 aspirations. You talked about uh, Bush, you know, uh, driving for Bush, uh, Hamlin. Now you're driving for Hamlin. Uh, do you aspire to be an owner at some point? Nah, it's too expensive, dog. Get that sack. You wanna get that sack? They've they've given you the blueprint. Yeah, they have. I mean, you drive long enough, you you know, you never know. But I, I, so it's, it's not an immediate thought. No, no. I, I still got hopefully 20 years, like you say, to to get through my career and figure it out. But I have had the thought, like, man, you have buddies that don't make it and that were actually really good, and they're still trying. And it's just like, man, if I ever, I'll let you drive my car one day just to see. So to an extent, I have thought about that. But at this level, I got to win a lot of races. You will. I mean, then it becomes it becomes contagious. Well, being that I've been watching NASCAR for years, you have to give them numbers on what it would take to actually own a team, and then they'll get a better understanding on why it's so far fetched for you, even though you're a driver. Just give give them the numbers for a full season. We're looking at twenty to thirty million dollars. That's just for one car. What that happened? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Twenty to thirty million dollars for one car for one for season. One car, one season. That's the investment. Oh. That's the investment. What's the potential return? Now that I don't know. Um, Fred, that's an easy answer. So no, no, no. But if you lose, that's a hell no. That's <laughs> a hell no. Come on, Bubba. I, I mean, I, I look at it as it's an investment, much like anything else, right? But you obviously you have to weigh the risk versus the reward. And if you're losing, <laughs> we already know what the answer is. Exactly. You know, so I, I just thought it was a, a intriguing question for me because he mentioned guys that are still currently racing, you know, owning, having ownership in other teams. So that's why I thought it was a, a you know intriguing question. They maximizing them contracts out, getting paid. Correct. Amount. So that's why I want to ask yeah. that question. Tire bill. Tire bill is a million dollars for a year. Just the tires. Just the tires. How, how many dollars. tires do you go through in a single race? Uh, depends on where we're at. So we'll probably get, I'm going to guess, 10 to 12 sets. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Time out. How many, how, many, how many tires is a set? Four. In one race? This <laughs> math. <laughs> math is terrible. No, no. <laughs> you... You just said it was. Dang he said forty tires. I like divided it. by four. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. 
those three. I like you. <laughs> so explain to him 55-50 now. We're not talking about 55-50. Tell him, bro. No, it doesn't tell matter. Him, tell him, Chad. Divide him by four. <laughs> Divide him by four, Bubba. Let him know how many tires a car has. All right. So. <laughs> That's five. That's 55. Hey, but no, seriously. I just, I, I wasn't sure if a set was two. You're, you got two. A set of tires on a car. <laughs> I have two feet. That's a set. A car has uh, four tires. Well, well, you gotta go home. The, you gotta go home, bro. You gotta go home, bro. <laughs> I'm, go. I'm asking the pro, not you, bro. <laughs> That was good. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know. Spike, spike your skills. Fat. Keep it riding for the fam. You gotta light the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past bad, work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah, and my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.